welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Welcome to another episode of Real People, Real Talk. And thank you so much for tuning in. This is Navigating the New Normal Part 2. So if you have yet to listen to part one, be sure to go back and listen to yesterday's episode so you can catch up. Now, this part of the conversation gets real and we're going to talk about racial issues in America as well as in the church. But we're not going to stop there. We're going to provide practical ways that we can pursue unity. Of course, I guess today is David Marvin, the young adult pastor who oversees the porch, a ministry of Watermark Church in Dallas that literally reaches thousands of young adults each week. And now I'm going to take you right back to where we left off. So enjoy. Awesome words of encouragement. And man, let's speaking of the body of Christ, Dave, I want to just address the elephant in the room and hopefully just model what it looks like for Christians of different races to have, you know, the necessary and sometimes awkward and hard conversation as it relates to race relations, because this has been a crazy summer. And that's an understatement just with George Floyd, with the riots, with the protests, with division in America, with division within the body of Christ. And it seems like the news coverage may have like moved on like to the next sensational thing. Um, but we still have issues in our country and our church. And so how do you think the, the, yeah. church, should, the church at large should be responding to these events that has transpired? Um, this specific summer. Yeah, man. Um, gosh, it has been, I feel like uh, Satan <clears throat> at sometimes, you know, the Bible says that Satan is the prince of the power of the air, the the ruler of this world in, in many ways. And there's times where, uh, um, you know, especially even before COVID, you'd go like, how is Satan at work right now? You know, mm. it's hard to tell. I'm not really sure what's he doing. It feels like the mask, you know, to use the common thing that all of us are getting used to masks. It feels like the mask has fallen off. It feels like, you know, he showed his hand. Uh, you can see it now where if I was him, I would have churches unable to meet. I would have people losing their jobs. I would have the country divided along political lines. Not only that, what if we put, I mean, think about it. If you're, if you have a Satan board meeting of all the demons in hell and they're like, what if we politicize everything? And somebody's like, everything? Wow. I mean, everything. How you think about COVID will be along political lines. How you think about race will be along political. What you watch on the news will be along political lines. You know, what stores you shop at or what sports you watch. Um, it's just, it, it's crazy. Satan, the name for Diablo or devil, which is another a name, is the divider. And it, it feels like he has just done what he does. He comes to kill and destroy and divide. And, um, and it, is, it is a crucial time for the church to uh to rise up and be a source of unity and care and um and model to your exact words what the world needs if the church can't do it man there there is no hope and the truth is the church can do it must do it and um and we should strive to be a diverse group but more than uh just having diversity among the body of Christ like we've got that globally we got to have a unity amongst the diversity Amen. and caring and, and, and uh, loving and listening. And, um, and it is, it is just insane how it's tragic. 
And so mourning with those who mourn, like Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, uh, George Floyd, um, uh, this world is full of sin and darkness and brokenness. And, um, and the world looks for solutions that you can't legislate love. Mm. You can't legislate racism away. Like Come on. You, you can't, you can't do that stuff. You know, the church is the only thing that where the, the heart has to change because sin is always an issue of the heart and the church offers the solution to making hearts of stone, hearts of flesh. And, um, and so I, I think we got to, love each other, you know, today, how do I care for every person that God puts in my path? How do I, how do I thoughtfully and lovingly respond with people, whether it's online or through email or through conversations that I'm going to have in person and, and, um, and also not listen to the world. I, I think sometimes I get concerned for Christians that wear identities and labels that come from the world um, or even just like thought process. And I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about exactly. Yeah. Conservative, uh, uh, liberal, um, black, white, Hispanic. Mm-hmm. I'm talking everybody, you know, and myself included, we got to constantly go like, man, how, how's my thinking influenced by things that are not the word of God. And at least I got to identify those and be able to, to find like, Hey, what would God say? And how would he speak into this? And, um, so I'm kind of giving you a bunch of a bunch of different thoughts, but um, I think as uh, as Christians, we got to be unified. Like yes. you know, you and I met 30 minutes ago, 45 minutes ago, <laughs> hour ago, digitally, and you and I are more blood than members of my family who don't know Jesus, and we got to figure out how to get along because we're going to be in heaven yes. together forever, right? And, uh, <laughs> and so, um, if the church can't do it, I don't think the world has any option, and uh, we got to model it. And and just kind of be lockstep, but so. Man, hashtag amen. Hashtag hashtag facts. Hashtag no cap. Whatever you want to say, that was that was awesome, man. Because I, I I totally agree. We got to remember who the enemy is. As the Bible says, yeah. we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Yeah, we wrestle against the enemy. So if if I disagree with my brother, I got to realize that that's still my brother in Christ. We need to speak the yeah. truth in love agree to disagree and not hate my brother just because he's on the quote unquote other side and whatever that side may be. So I just want to encourage you guys, remember who the real enemy is. It's not the people in front of us, but it's the devil. And you you said it so right. You know, we are called to be unified. God has called us to be peacemakers. God has called us to be bridge builders. But in all honesty, David, that can be risky that can be uncomfortable. And so I just want to know, could you let the people know, like, what are you doing personally in your life to improve um, race relations? Yeah, that's good. That's a good question. Man, we are, um, you know, it, it looks like I would, if somebody asked like, Hey, what, what do you think should be done or how can you further do that? I would say enter into conversations like this. I'm entering into conversations with um, guys that maybe some of even people on this uh, podcast listening would know whether they're in the music industry or Christian music rap artists or different people that don't have the same upbringing, that don't have the same skin color and just having honest conversations and, uh, and talking through it. And I think on both sides, you got to provide space for people to have honest conversations uh, like, and, and that, that's not always easy. You got to have it with a heart of compassion and mourning, but also allow people to ask questions and that's where I love and I am so thankful that I have black brothers and sisters and I have Latino brothers and sisters and, you know, uh, of, of all colors. We can all benefit and we're all better together than we are in isolation. 
but um, that can have honest conversations and that can just have dialogue and, hey, tell me, what did you hear when I said that? Or can I ask you this question? And, um, and I'm really grateful for the, the people that I work with and people that I minister and partner with that um, well before this ever started, we've had many, many, many conversations because candidly, well before George Floyd, the racial division in our nation existed. This is uh, right. We've yeah. had these conversations for years. Yep. And I mean, personally, I've been in those conversations for years and figuring out, man, how do we enter into this and, um, and really be united and care for each other. And, um, and so uh, that has just continued to take place. There's a podcast we did on our views from the porch, which is a podcast that's kind of a lifestyle podcast. And we did a conversation on race. We've done, uh, a couple of those from the stage. We're going to do a political series in a month called divided states of America. And we'll try to cover a whole host of just drag all of the elephants in the room. Mm. Hey, let's go left versus right. Let's go black versus white, which is such an oversimplification, you know, of of race, but, uh, and then, uh, go pro-choice versus pro-life go just kind of, Hey, let's, let's talk through it. And a number of different things where people try to divide and the church has got to be united. And, um, so that would be, but to someone listening, I would just say, man, ask questions. If somebody asks questions and if I ask you a question, Paul, and it offends you so much that I would even ask that question you're going to have to be, get over that. You're going to have to work through that and and express, Hey man, that kind of even hurts my feelings. You would ask that and be willing to go, well, I didn't even have, I had no idea to even uh, know that it would offend. And I'm not trying to, will you please help me understand and lovingly be patient with one another because, and I'll, I'll finish this so we can move to the next thing. Because if I can't, we can't have a relationship, you and I, if I'm afraid of wounding you or I feel like I got to walk on eggshells or I can't talk honestly about what I actually feel, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yes. dude, I, I can, I can pretend that, Oh, I, I just can't talk about what I really think. Like if I think that, um, what's your favorite basketball team? Wherever LeBron is, man. I mean, um, as a Houstonian, uh, it's the Rockets. Had to catch myself. Okay, come on. <laughs> okay, so if you let's say let's say you think LeBron is is the greatest, he's the goat, and I'm like, dude, there's no way MJ is totally the goat. But I don't know what exactly. You so let's say you yes, think that. MJ is the goat, so I want to be clear with that. But yes, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're like, you're always going, hey, he's the goat. Uh, you know, King James, he's the goat. He's the greatest of all time. And every time I'm around you, I'm like, I would tell him that I know the facts, I know the stats, I know no, MJ is way better, but I can't tell him because if I do tell him that, that I disagree, it's going to really offend him and make him upset, and I can't be honest. If I'm not willing to risk potentially uh, offending or disagreeing with you, we can't have a relationship. We'll just be faking wow. it, and I'll just be like, oh, yeah, he is the best, and then I'll walk away and be like, that guy's crazy. MJ <laughs> is the GOAT, you know, and that's such a dumb example, but point being, as Christians, we got to give each other grace. we got to be honest. We got to give each other willingness or the ability to fail, to mess it up, and um, and still be united uh, around that we share the same goal. And a lot of that takes relationship, you know, to where I know, hey, he he loves me and he cares about me, and um, he's telling me what he thinks. He thinks MJ is better, and uh, it's not because he he doesn't want to say LeBron because he doesn't like me. Like so, there is a relational aspect. I think you earn some of that to speak into. But I think right now, just having honest conversations is, is really, really important. Man, I personally want to say just thank you for for all of that because I know in, in my walk, like 
you know, people that don't look like me would say things and maybe they don't even know that it's offensive. And no, I would just let it go. And like, you know what? I don't have the time or the energy to deal with that. But now I've been encouraged, like, no, like to have that conversation because they may be clueless of why it came off. And I may not know all the details of why they said that certain thing. So that's that was liberating for me. And I just think you guys are very bold for tackling all those political things because right now, David, I know you notice it, but there's like this false choice. Like if you, if I was to say, you know, the the phrase, not the movement, but if I was to say the phrase black lives matter, people are going to get upset about that. If I was to say something against racism or against um, police brutality, I feel like people get upset about that. And you can like, you know, you can use this on any side or whatever. That's like this, this, this false choice. Like I can be, we can be against police brutality and still support our brothers in blue that has given their lives to protect and serve us. So I feel like we just got to get rid of this false dichotomy. And you said it so graciously. We need to continue to have just gracious converse. I mean, honest conversations uh, with one another. Totally. Like here, here's something I said really right before we came on here. This podcast is about to get real, and uh, let's do it. Uh, I apologize for I follow this. You get some emails, man. You can <clears throat> push them to. Uh, uh, I don't even know where to put. <laughs> you pushing <laughs> me, I guess. But I'll let you take them if you want them. Um, I uh, I said this. I said as um, the the tension I feel in the position that I'm at is. Um, Man, you want to be a voice and social media is both a gift or it's a blessing and a burden. It, it can be a curse and it can be a great thing. But if, if I lived in 1860 and I had Instagram um, and there was one party that was, uh, um, there was one party that was endorsing slaves or slavery. And then there was another party endorsing abolition of it. And that's an oversimplification. But let's right. just say that, yep. that I would hope that on my and channels and in conversations and with whatever pulpit and platform I have, I would say you can't, or the party that is doing that is wrong to endorse slavery. It's wrong. It's an offense to God. Excuse me. It is, it is sin. It's not okay. The challenge to your point is when you do that, like if you do that today and I go, Hey, uh, endorsing the, uh, death and of unborn children is wrong. It's sin. It's not okay. Immediately it creates a false, uh, did you just call it a binary or false uh, dichotomy where that is, it's the problem is you're going, Hey, that is un- unequivocally. No question. That's wrong. Not okay. Um, well then people go, well, so you're just saying the Republican platform is okay. Cause they got people that are, you know, paying off porn stars. You got people that are uh, separating kids at the border. You got people mm-hmm. eat, and, and you're like, no, that's not okay too. And, um, and, and I think the challenge for church leaders and the challenge is Christians is, is navigating those waters in a way that's not, um, I mean, that does create clarity, but sometimes clarity creates division. And how do I do that in a loving way? And what's the appropriate time to do that? And, and I, I certainly don't hit it always out of the park, but um, I, who think, does? I think, it's, yeah, who does? But we got to at least be able to have that conversation. Yes. Like, man, here, here's the tension that I feel. And both sides, in case anybody is <laughs> not convinced of it yet, uh, you know, there's, I'm sure there's some, I know there's godly politicians, but I think, I don't know enough to be convinced that that's the majority. If I had to guess, I would say it doesn't seem to be the majority on either side. So I, I hope I'm wrong and I hope they are all in heaven and just get bad raps in the media or something. But point being, as Christians, we got to be able to at least have those conversations 
and flesh it out and give each other grace and also stand for truth. And uh, to your point, though, there is a false dichotomy that sometimes is hard because it's like, no, yeah. man, both of those are, are so wrong and police brutality is wrong and black lives do matter. And yet there is problems with the Black Lives Matter movement. And uh, so it's it's a weird time. But stuff like this right here, right now, is why it's just important for Christians to to have the conversations. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Thank you for being um, just so raw and transparent. Because like yesterday, my wife and I went to eat at Gus's Chicken. And it was a group of police officers. They sat beside us. And... Lord has moved upon my heart. So I just went over there with my mask, of course, and said, I just want to thank you so much for giving your life to protect and to serve. And I told them, I'm not going to allow, um, I'm not going to allow what I see on the news, those instances to cause me to paint every police officer wrong because on our side as, as black people, we don't want, you know, you to see that, you know, this black person robbed this person is to blame all black people for robbing. So it has to be grace yeah, and accountability, but it has to be grace on both, on both sides. And so that, that was real. And you know, this, yeah. My last question, and I was, you know, struggling, like, should I ask this or not? Should we go there or not? But the last thing I want to ask you, uh, we've heard it said that the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday morning is the most segregated hour. What are your what are your thoughts about that quote? I just want to hear, you know, from my brother from another mother. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. First off, hey, way to go on the uh, police cops and and uh, and Karen and doing what Christians do, hmm. which is. Uh, engaging, loving, and not saying I'm going to paint you that same way. And also, Amen. like, man, let's say, uh, just to go back there really quick. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, it's easy for me to say this. I recognize what I'm about to say. But let's say they are racist. Or let's say they're black and it's a black cop and they're like white people. Let's say it's a white cop. Um, that that uh, The far more historically prevalent thing would be a racist white cop. Man, as mm-hmm. Christians, if, if, you're, if you're black, white, or purple, you should pray for and you should pity because he's going to give an account before God. If he's a racist cop who believes in, in a, um, a superiority of a single race, whatever they are above another race, man, he's a fool. He is in sin and he's going to stand before a holy God. So you should be filled with pity. And that's really hard to do when, when someone like that has a position of power and they've abused it or in the past have abused it. But I'm just saying to your example, like, man, let's say one of those guys, didn't you know or wasn't um a godly cop you know and uh that to do what you did which is man i'm gonna i'm gonna love you i'm not gonna treat you maybe you would treat me wrong but i'm not gonna let that influence how i would treat you your person made in the image of god and i'm gonna love and care for you so way to go man i'm I'm so encouraged by that thanks bro uh yeah the the segregation thing i think i think there's a a, so here's my own bias i would say okay go for it if you come to the porch if you come to the porch someday, um, I think you, I don't know if you have been or if you, you get a chance to and whatever we're back. I think it is one of the most diverse group. I would say it is the single, I'm going to go on a limb. I think in terms of those who are in the room, it is the single most diverse gathering in Dallas proportionally. Mm. I don't okay. think there's a bigger gathering that is as diverse as, uh, as the porch. There may, there's maybe a couple that I could think of that maybe would come close um, but I, I think in terms of like, who's there, I mean, it is, it is, uh, maybe 
60% white. Um, we got Indians, we got Asians, we got, um, we got black people, we got white people, we got all across the board. We got every, and every color and shade in between. It's, it's crazy. Diverse, True. I would say True. And some of that's, that's generational because, uh, just younger mm. people, um, like, point. uh, you know, we, um, uh, I do think there's a generational aspect to this. So I'm hopeful that a lot of it will fall off. You know, my, Every year, <laughs> it's weird, man. When I was growing up, every hero I had was black, uh, right or wrong. They shouldn't have been <laughs> my heroes, probably. Where it's like you know, like Michael Jordan and, and Nelly and you know <laughs> Nelly with the band aid. Like, uh, you know, I, they sh- should not have been a hero. My first girlfriend was black, and uh, so I do think, and I know that's not that doesn't mean any problems are gone or any of that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. There is a gener- generational aspect to it where um, I, I think our generation. Uh, and young adults today are not perfect, but I do think it is it is different than past generations. So I think uh, I'm hopeful some of that will only continue. And I um, does that make sense? It, that makes a lot of sense. It does. Yeah. So um, I'm hopeful that it'll only continue. And I think uh, continuing to um, to work together, to partner together. This Trip Lee is a rap artist in town who is a young adult pastor who is a friend who I love, I believe in. I've, I've had come speak at the porch and, uh, and would come back and have even through the midst of this summer said, man, if, let's figure out if there's anything that we could do that could partner together. I would love that. If there's any way we can serve and work with y'all, um, bring your whole team to awaken all of your volunteers if you want to, um, and, uh, and be our guests and, and, uh, and had them come speak last year at the conference. And so the, all that stuff doesn't fix it overnight, but I don't think anything fixes it overnight. I exactly. Think, I think, uh, you, you got to keep the the main thing, the main thing, which is lost souls coming to relationship with Christ and, um, and continuing to not, uh, you know, uh, be continuing to be everything the scripture calls us to. And I hope we only get more and more diverse. And I think I'm really encouraged. That's what I meant by my bias is I come and I show up at the porch on Tuesdays and I'm like, man, I'm just so thankful that, that I get to be a part of the the diverse group here that is so lost or there's a lot of people that are getting to hear the gospel. And I'm, I'm thankful that God doesn't hold any of us. Um, you know, he shows no partiality, the scripture Amen. says, and, and neither should we. So. As, I mean, I'm, I'm encouraged just as I'm encouraged, just like you. And the more I thought about that question it's very nuanced because I mean, it's not necessarily based on color, but a lot of it is based on culture and preference and i prefer this church because yeah. they they sing songs that you know has a certain beat and it's more gospel and so it's not always about color and it's also about demographics like when at my dad's church in mississippi just because of the demographics you know it was an all-black church but when i got to houston the church that i work at is, is diverse have hispanic um, um we have asians we have african-americans etc and so and with houston being like one of, one of if not the most diverse city um, in the United States, a lot of, a lot of it is once again, this is go back to that false dichotomy. A lot of it is based on demographics, and some of it could be other things. But I'm encouraged you by this generation. So we're going to transition here to our lightning round, and this is where you're going to answer these questions, David, in 30 seconds or less. Are you ready? I'm ready. On your mark, set, go. Right now, what are you most grateful for? Dude, I just got back from four days vacation with my fan or with my wife, two kids. Somebody, this is amazing. It's an amazing gift. Bless your pastors, people. <laughs> they uh, they basically had some points, and they were like, "If you guys want to do a staycation in town, 
we we wanted to cover that. Yes. And um, so it wasn't anything other than we got to go to a hotel and yeah. and play at the pool. And it was just such a sweet like three days. So most grateful for for of course Jesus and family and all that stuff. But that was a sweet trip that I just got back from. I love that. I love that. What do you do for self care? Um, man, I, you know, of course, all the stuff that spend time daily in God's word, spend time daily, uh, reflecting, meditating, praying, journaling. Um, and then, uh, man, I've been trying to exercise more in quarantine cause I feel okay. like, I feel like I need to like, and this is pretty fresh, so still need to figure it out. But you know, those moments you get back in the gym and you're like, dude, Oh my gosh, I have, <laughs> wow. I yes. am back to like 12 year old junior high kid in terms of I can't lift anything. And uh, so I have a friend who's a trainer who I've been like texting the last week being like, dude, what should I do today? <laughs> so that's fresh, but there you go. Uh, same way, man. But And last thing in 30 seconds or less, and a lot of this you already hit on to be honest, but how can people go from surviving to thriving? Um, I think living with God's people an authentic relationship. And, and that means like a small group consistently. Uh, my small group met last night and my, it's a married couple group. And then uh, the guys meet for accountability on Friday mornings. And uh, so I think living with God's people and studying and uh, seeking to apply God's word is always the best recipe. It doesn't happen overnight. Nothing good happens overnight. And yet um, that is the, uh, the most bland wah wah answer, but it's also <laughs> the truth. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it really is the, the truth answer. So that's what I would say. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it, man. David Marvin, thank you so much for being willing to have this conversation with me. I really appreciate you, brother. Come on, dude. Well, I love it. If you make it to Dallas, come see us. If I make it down there, I'll do the same. And love uh, love what God's doing. Can't wait to see and really encouraged by the conversation. So keep going, bro. Thank you, Dave. I really appreciate that. And, and listeners, I'm going to include the link to the Porch's podcast, the sermon series and views uh, from the porch so you can tune in. I mean, they're speaking relevant and biblically sound things. So tune in. And also, man, if this is your first time listening, first of all, thank you. And if you enjoy these type of conversations, I would point you to episode six um, titled A Step in the Right Direction and or episode nine. Um, a necessary conversations where we bring in white and black pastors and white and black police officers. And we just have a conversation as we're, we're trying to promote peace, kind of like what we not kind of, but like what we did today. And so as always, thank you all for listening today. If this show has added value to your day, would you consider sharing this podcast with a friend or even posting about it on your social media? And so I want to end this podcast with something that uh, my brother here, David posted a while back. And here is what he said. Blood is thicker than water, but the cross of the Christ is bigger than them both. If you are a follower of Christ, uh, black or brown or white or anything in between, through Christ's blood, we are a family. And he says that I am so proud to be your family. That's such an awesome and powerful thing. And the only thing that I would ask that, and I know it's his heart too, is uh, if you're not a follower of Christ, we love you. We're praying for you. And we hope soon that you experience the joy, the peace, and the love that comes only from a relationship with Jesus Christ. So thank you and God bless.